I'm Chris from Play Comics, a show where we look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material, a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other astonishingly geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Harrigan, don't you show up in the damnedest places. Come here, Lieutenant. I got something you might find interesting. What is this? How many times do I have to tell you? You don't know what you're dealing with. There's your killer. Wonderful, isn't it? Pheromone signature left by his body. These are scent molecules. Pancho 3. Ten years ago, one of his kind stalked and eliminated an elite special forces crew in Central America. There were two survivors. They indicated that when trapped, the creature activated a self-destruct device that destroyed enough rainforest to cover 300 city blocks. Remarkable weaponry. That's right, Lieutenant. Other world life forms. Huh? A fucking alien. everyone, and welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we wade through the concrete jungle to match wits with the apex hunter who has all the advantages, yet still gets outwitted by sweaty men in ripped clothing. Starring Danny Glover, Bill Paxton, and Kevin Peter Hall, it's 1990s Predator 2. But first, he's the annoying team rookie who tells horrible jokes and likes his balls squeezed. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Dude, ball squeezing is my specialty. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First, I thought, at first, I was like, man, I'm going to have to make a comment about uh, sweaty men. But then you said, I uh, like my balls being squeezed. So well, thank you for that. I play to your strengths. You do. <laughs> you got any news for us this week? I do. I do have some news. So first up on uh, the docket, uh, this past, uh, I would say this past week, um, maybe two weeks ago. Oh, no, it happened this past week, but two weeks when you hear this because, you know, time travel. Yeah, yeah, time travel. Sure. Anyway, um, we had a momentous occasion. Uh, this is two articles put into one. Um, I'm trying to uh, stretch this out as long as possible for a tease. <laughs> Just get to it. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, so, uh, James Cameron uh, has become oh. the first filmmaker to direct three movies that grossed $2 billion. God damn it. So Avatar 2 had, has crossed the $2 billion mark? It did. Oh, it did. So, you got Avatar it. 1, Avatar 2, and then Titanic. Um, in the same vein of that, uh, Zoe Saldana... Uh, Saldana... Saldana, um, has become the first actor or actress to star in four films that has broken $2 billion at the box office. Two of them being Avatar, two of them being uh, Avengers, uh, Infinity War, and Endgame. So she's the only actress that has starred in um, four different films that have broken the $2 billion mark. Mm. So. 
So I thought that was kind of interesting. So maybe she is the lucky charm for a $2 billion movie. She is apparently because uh, whatever she touches is gold. And, you know, frankly, she can touch me anytime she wants. She's not going to touch you. Oh, man. All right. Well, damn. Good, good, good try. I tried. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. What else you got? Um, are you ready for a Jared Leto movie? I'm ready. No, goddamn. It's just bad news after bad news, isn't it? I, I guess. I, I guess. It, it doesn't get any better. Um, apparently, or supposedly, or the word on the street is that uh, Jared Leto is uh, getting started on uh, a new movie here pretty soon. And we care pretty why? Soon, pretty soon being August. Uh, uh, production starts in August in Vancouver uh, for his latest project. And we care why? Drop oh. drop the fucking ball. Oh, okay. It's um, Tron 3, Tron Ares. Oh, my God. Yeah, I heard he was going to be in Tron 3. First, yep. I don't know why they're making a Tron 3. I well, don't remember it Tron did good. 2 doing that well. It did fine. It uh, okay. So Tron Two did fine in the U.S. Not so great overseas, which is um, a larger market, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. I, <sighs> I guess Dis, Disney Disney is bound and determined to make this IP work. Um, you know, honestly, I didn't, I didn't mind it. I thought Tron Two was pretty decent. <sighs> Um, Honestly, I don't. Loved, I don't really like loved, any of the Tron movies. They're, I don't know. Yeah, I mean they're 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 interesting. Um, they're decent. Um, I'll watch it all day long for Olivia Wilde. Um, but uh, well, I would yeah, watch Olivia Wilde reading a phone book. So well, shoot, I'd watch Olivia Wilde watching paint dry. <laughs> As long as the paint is on her. <laughs> wow. I'm two uh, for two yeah. in, 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 yeah. in creepy news. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm really hoping I don't make it three for three. Uh, but anyway, so there's no, um, there's no word on whether or not um, uh, Olivia Wilde or um, what's his face? Jeff Headland. Bridges. No, not Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is dead. Garrett Headland. Um, Jeff Bridges isn't dead, but his character. I was about to say dead. Jeff Bridges Sorry. is not dead. Let me let me <laughs> let me rephrase that. Uh, um, uh, what what was his name? Um, I don't know. I don't know what his name was in the in the show, but uh, yeah, he's dead. Anyway, uh, I you know I liked the second one, Daft Punk uh, soundtrack. That was pretty good. Um, I always like some good Daft Punk. Anyway. That's that. Uh, don't know if it's going to be an actual movie or maybe like a Disney Plus series or something. They haven't really. Um, well, I, I'm not going to watch it unless I absolutely have to. So, well, good news. It's on. Um, it's on the list. What do you mean? It's on the list. Oh, it's sci-fi. It's on the list. Ugh. And if it's not, it will be. I hate you. Uh huh. What yeah, else well, you got? All right, so this is breaking news. Um, Anne Wershing, Annie, sorry, Annie Wershing, uh, died today, uh, January 29th, 2023, um, uh, of cancer. 
She was 45. That's uh, so sad. Annie, yeah, Annie Wershing, uh, she was, she played the Borg Queen on Picard season two. Oh, okay. Um, she was also in 24 and Timeless. And uh, she voiced uh, Tess in The Last of Us in the video game. Mm, okay. So, well, that's sad. Yeah, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Um, apparently, uh, she was diagnosed with the cancer. Don't know what cancer it was, uh, but she was diagnosed with the cancer um, in 2020. Uh, so, like, she was dealing with it in the middle of filming Picard. Oh, that had to have been yeah. rough. Yeah, had to. But hey, good on her. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, warm wishes to uh, condolences and all that kind of good stuff to the family. Um, apparently, there's a GoFundMe page out there uh, to help support the funeral costs and all that kind of fun stuff. Really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she also played a serial killer in The Rookie. So Never watched The Rookie. Yeah, I, I, I am. It's a Nathan Fillion show so on TV. I know you don't like watching TV, but. I have limited amounts of time. You do. And you spend all those limited amounts of time um, watching crappy shows. No. For this show, for this. <laughs> well, yeah, I spend an inordinate <laughs> amount of time watching some shit movies for this and your show. Yeah. Hey, look, you choose them. I can't help it. What do you mean? I choose show. them. I don't you choose, choose the ones on here. In fact, most uh, of the stuff on the list is that's crappy. I didn't put on there. So, well, it's red just coming back to stick it to us. I don't think you can blame it on red. No. Okay, fine. We'll uh, blame it on James. I think a lot of those have your name next to them. Uh, all of mine would have been porn related. <laughs> oh my god! You got anything else? Um. No, no, not really. Right. I had some space news, but uh, I bumped it for uh, this uh, breaking, uh, heartbreaking, breaking news. Gotcha. So, all right. Yeah. Well, how about a pod crawl? Only if it is upbeat and gets my spirits going. Um. Well, let's do it anyway. Okay. We can call it. I don't know. Say a pod. The pod crawl, pod crawl, pod crawl, pod crawl, excellent, insert it deep, pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. We are back in the jungle, but this time it's a Los Angeles jungle where war has broken out between two rival drug cartels and the city streets are the war zone. Sergeant Murtaugh is taking a leave of absence from homicide to play a disgruntled lieutenant in narcotics as the police are in a standoff shootout with one of the cartels. Murtaugh takes a play out of Riggs' book and smashes a car straight into the middle of the fight, and proving that he's really not too old for this shit, he takes half the gang out in seconds. The rest of the gang retreat upstairs where they have a special guest waiting for them. A new predator is on planet looking for a hunt and watch this scene play out. He slaughters the gang and watches Murtaugh as he tries to piece the clues together. Later, Murtaugh gets chewed out for disobeying orders because in this movie he's a rebel and takes on a new team member to replace one that died or retired or went to work at Wendy's. Private Hudson's great-grandfather is police detective Jerry Lambert, and he specializes in bad jokes, ball trauma, bad police work, and sister fucking. Later, the Predator, not wanting to leave things unbalanced, crashes the other rival cartel's torture party and slaughters them as well. 
Murtaugh and gang go to investigate against orders since the cartel stuff is now a fed matter headed up by AOL sales rep posing as DA agent Keys. Keys tells Murtaugh to fuck off, and Murtaugh tells Lambert to keep tabs on Keys. That night, one of Murtaugh's guys gets butchered by the Predator as he's sneaking around the crime scene, and the Predator starts to obsess over Murtaugh. Murtaugh heads to one of the rival cartel's holy men to get some spiritual advice, and store brand Dr. John tells him he's fighting a ghost. After Murtaugh leaves, the ghost comes and kills the witch doctor and uses his skull for smoothies. Fast forward a bit, Murtaugh leaves a police badge in the middle of a cemetery for any schmuck to take while the predator stalks him from the bushes and leaves him trinkets like a cat leaving a dead bird at the foot of the bat. The rest of Murtaugh's squad is killed by the predator in the subway and Murtaugh gets kidnapped by Key's goons as he's chasing the predator down. Keys has a plan though. They irradiated a slaughterhouse and have fancy stay cool suits so the predator can't see them. Then they turn on black lights and all of the semen, I mean, radiation they sprayed in the warehouse will cause the predator to glow neutralizing his invisibility cloak. Then they will make a predator pop out of it and do science to it. Murtaugh thinks this is a horrible idea, and it is because they forgot to cool off the giant UV spotlights they are using, so their fancy stay cool suits are useless. Key's squad is wiped out in short order by the predator and Murtaugh goes in with just a pistol and shotgun to take on something that doesn't seem to care about bullets. But Murtaugh is able to strip some of the armor off the Predator and opens up with his shotgun, wounding the dreadlocked alien. But of course it's not dead, and it throws Murtaugh away like a rag doll when Key shows up trying to Mr. Freeze the thing. The Predator cuts Keys in half with its frisbee while Murtaugh gets the fuck out of Dodge. The Predator follows, but they almost fall to their doom, with the Predator holding onto Murtaugh for dear life. Murtaugh cuts its arm off with the frisbee, and the Predator falls into an adjacent apartment building. It cooks some hobo blue meth in a bathroom to rub on its wound while Murdoch fumblefucks his way off the roof. Murdoch chases the Predator down to its ship in the sewers, and they have their final battle that consists of a bunch of swinging arms and grunting, so basically how Rob imagines what sex is like. Murdoch finally right. guts the Predator with the frisbee, a bunch more Predators appear out of nowhere and one gives Murdoch an old musket, because reasons, and roll Murtaugh almost getting cooked as the Predator ship blasts off into the next movie 14 years later, credits. All right, so two or 1990s Predator 2, the follow-up to the original movie that starred, starred Arnold in, in Predator. So we've moved from the jungles of South America to the jungles of Los Angeles. As you mm-hmm. know, Los Angeles is known for its jungles. And um, yeah. Yeah. So what did you think? Um, first off... Um I didn't realize this was a uh, 90s flick. Um, it seemed like it should have been like late 80s. Um, but I guess I guess when it gets filmed, it was late 80s, but still. Yeah, um, I mean, it would have been filmed in probably, you know, late 88, early 89, and then yeah. released in 90, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but, it, you know, it has all the action films of that era's DNA all over it. Um Right, much you like know. the the warehouse that they sprayed full of DNA, so mm-hmm. that they could use mm-hmm. black lights to shine on the predator. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you know, bad cliche puns and uh, uh, chauvinistic uh, dudes and uh, girls that uh, you know are supposed to look hot. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and all its fine glory. So classic nineties. Um, yep. Classic nineties. Um. I, it was this isn't my favorite predator movie um what's your favorite predator movie oof so i think the first one was pretty decent first one was um, pretty good yeah, yeah. i mean it kind of dragged but 
It wasn't too bad. No, no. And then um, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no. Uh, well, because I haven't really watched, so I haven't watched Prey. Um, and I haven't watched, uh, well, I have watched Predators, but it's been a long time. That was That's the third You film. know, funny enough, I, was, I watched Predator 2 today, right? And yeah, then yeah. a couple hours later on TV, Predators came on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's that's weird. It is weird. Um, yeah, so I've watched Predators. Um, I thought Predators was was pretty decent. I uh, caught the was, first half hour of it, and it yeah. looked like it blew balls. Yeah, it, it was just... I mean, the setup for that fucking movie is a bunch of people yeah, yeah. get dropped into the fucking jungle. That's the of, entire of, of, fucking of setup. Yeah, of a different planet. Well, yeah, Alien but they don't planet. even know that yet. They're just yeah, in right, a fucking right. jungle. They're they're just falling yeah. to Earth with a, a parachute that they can't, you know, open themselves, and they fall right. into the fucking jungle. Yep. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, I haven't seen the Predator, uh, the one from 2018, uh, and uh, yeah, we don't talk about Alien versus Predator. Why? <laughs> well, because those are like a, those are like you know, they're crossovers. Uh, and I mean, come on, uh, a predator movie in Antarctica. How the hell is your, um, and then they team up together. That's just weird. It, it yeah. I mean, it kind of was weird, it was. but it was the first alien and the first predator film that we had seen in a while. Well, I mean, well, we'd yeah. seen a few alien films since then. Yeah, or, or before yeah. then, but we hadn't seen a Predator film since Predator Two in t- in nineteen ninety, and it was two thousand four when Alien versus Predator came out. So, right, it was kind of interesting to see the Predator again, and you knew that the Predator was part of the Alien universe because in what was it? Was it? Yeah, it was in the original Predator. They showed a, an, a, a xenomorph skeleton in the ship, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. And then I think in this one, it was quick, and I didn't, I didn't go back to look at it. But I think in this one, they had a xenomorph skull on a dude on the dude's um, uh, trophy wall. Well, I kind of saw like a xenomorph skeleton that was like etched into the wall as like decoration, yeah. but I didn't see yeah, the, I, I didn't it see the actual like one, skeleton. Yeah, it looked like one. It was on the right side. Uh, it was kind of a quick, and you miss it because they quickly panned down to the human skull. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just the CGI in this was, eh. I mean, it was oh. it was better than it was in Predator, but they didn't use it all that much in Predator. Right, and it was the, here they used it, and but it was like they couldn't decide how they were going to make the predator be invisible. Right. Sometimes, sometimes it was layered lines. Sometimes it was just like a, a, a an outline. Right, and then apparently. Apparently, when the Predator uses his weapons, they become visible, but only for us. Yeah, I didn't didn't quite understand (laughs) that either. Yeah, he's using his weapons, and you just see this glove, and the rest of them's, like, invisible. I'm like, why is that visible now? I mean, or he pulls out his spear, and his spear 
is like hovering in space and people just still are wondering what they're where, where the fuck is, is it where <laughs> is he the spear's right there why don't you shoot in the direction of the spear yeah or or hey this dude is like lifted up in midair um right let let's shoot 90 degrees from that right you know um so you know there was some and then apparently apparently he's bulletproof well yeah i mean not the, the armor the armor is bulletproof. I can see the armor being bulletproof, and he had to get but the armor never, off of him. When did when did the armor come off of him? I don't remember armor ever coming off of his chest. Well, the armor came off. He didn't have any armor on when he was uh, when he shot him with the shotgun in the slaughterhouse. Right, right, right. He didn't have any armor, but he. I don't remember ever seeing armor on him before that. Of course, he was always invisible. Yeah, for the most part, he was invisible. But yeah, he had armor yeah. on. Oh. Now, this is the first one. This is the first one where we see the face, right? No, we saw the face in Predator 2. Did, did we? Yeah. I, don't, I didn't remember that. Okay. Pretty sure we saw the face in Predator. Yeah, because he, he took his mask off. And that's one of the kind of inconsistencies from Predator and this movie is... The mask is what allows them to see in infrared. It wasn't a. It wasn't a. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ingrained ability. It wasn't their actual sight. When they didn't have their mask on, they saw in just this kind of red hue, and they didn't see much detail. So it was the mask that out actually allowed them to to see in detail. Because if you yeah. remember in Predator, whenever he didn't have his mask on when he was fighting Arnold at the end, he couldn't see shit. Mm-hmm. Well, Arnold was also uh, lubed up with mud. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how he. That's how he got through. Heat. Yeah, that's how he got past the uh, the uh, infrared. Yeah, yeah, but you know they've they've learned since then. You know they got uh, they got UV and uh, um, what else? He had a couple of different. Uh, no, it was still all just modes. infrared, but I think it was just different infrared modes. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh. if he had, if if they had actually done what they said that they did in that slaughterhouse, he would have seen nothing but like static if he had switched over to UV. And those lights that they had would have been super bright. Yeah. So there's some, there's some weird mode that changed those black lights to I think light. it was probably like a a really sensitive infrared and so they were mm. he was catching the heat that came off of the the spotlights that they had on their gotcha. shoulders. Okay. All right. Um so what do you think of this um particular show? I, it was okay. I mean, honestly, it was a straight up like 90s action flick is what it was. Yeah. It just had the predator in it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think Danny Glover is the right person for this. No, you don't think so. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Um, I wasn't convinced. You know, in terms of mo- motivation or whatever, he didn't convince me that this is something that he would do. You know, it just, it's just like, yeah, dude, you see, you seem like one of those ones that would 
send Bill Paxton in to go, you know, guns <laughs> blazing, not you. Um, well, what would you have thought about maybe Patrick Swayze playing the role? Possibly. Or what about Steven Seagal? No, because I don't want to see Steven Seagal do it because then we would just see Kung Fu. He would, he would have, he would have karate chopped the predator or something. I mean, uh, he would have slap I mean, fighted the, the yeah, predator. Yeah. Yeah. They would have been doing slap fighting and you hear the, you know, he does his own sound effects. And it, but you know what? I would have watched it. Um, but only if he kept the ponytail. Only if he could, well, yeah, he he was rocking the ponytail at this time. Yeah. So yeah. this was this was kind of in Steven Seagal's heyday too. So mm-hmm. he he had the ponytail. This was um. Oh man, I'm trying to think of Steven Seagal movies that came out around this time. Um, what was that one? He was on the ship, and Erica Eleniak was hopping out of the cake. Oh, that was uh, Hunt for the Red October. That was not Hunt for the Red October. That was with Sean uh, Connery and Alec Baldwin. That was a Jack siege. Ryan movie. Under Siege. Dipshit. Under Siege. It was Under Siege. <laughs> under Siege. That was close. Yes, that's it. Under that Siege. That was close. Yeah. Which you were, you were about? way close. No, which, which I mean, one basically, I, I um, get those two movies confused all the time. Um, <laughs> executive Order. That's the one that I was thinking of where, like, it, you know, Steven Seagal's in it for a hot minute and then he blows up trying to get into the into the uh, plane. Have I seen Executive Order? I, I want to say it's Executive Order. I'm pretty sure. Um, he's in a... Uh, uh, they, they, the movie starts out where like the president has taken or whatever. And so Steven Seagal and his group... Um, executive it, Decision. Executive Decision. Okay, <laughs> I was close. Um, but yeah, they, the, the, the umbilical cord decompresses and he gets ripped out into the, and dies. So, yeah. Oh yeah. That, that had, uh, uh, Kurt Russell in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 When did that come out? 96. So yeah, Steven Seagal was not quite as popular at that point. Yeah. I don't think he's really that popular now. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, uh, nineteen ninety. Uh, hard to kill. Hard to kill. I remember um, that one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, let's see. Marked for death also came out. Yeah, and then I remember uh, that one. The only thing he had prior to that was above the law. Above the Film law. Line. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember above yeah. the law too. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, um, when did uh, Under Siege come out? Under Siege came out in 92. Okay, 92. So it was shortly after that. Yeah. And then on Deadly, Under Siege on Deadly Ground, you know, let's do, uh, let's do uh, a train heist type deal. No, Under Siege, under Dark Siege Territory. Two. Under Siege 2, Dark Territory. Yeah, yeah on Deadly Ground was this, the one he did in between the two. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, he didn't. Under siege on a train. Under siege on a train. But yeah, this is this is just a a, a '90s action flick. Is all it is. It is, and it just it has is. the predator as as the and bad guy. Not, and it's not really much action. Um, 
in, in terms of with the main characters. You know, all the action is happening with secondary characters. Yeah, secondary t- characters getting slaughtered. And that's right. one of the that's one of the major kind of critiques that I have with the Predator series is you have these aliens that are coming down to hunt but mm-hmm. they're hunting with I mean just absolutely every advantage. They have far right. superior technology. It's it's like seal clubbing is basically what they're doing. They're coming down to earth to seal club shit. Mhm mhm yeah especially that that one uh predator who gave uh Murtaugh a fucking musket they were coming down and doing this shit during musket times 1716 i mean well actually the challenge in that prior to that because prey was cowboys and indians right so well the, cowboys the and indians would have been later than 1716 that would have been Prey. around 1850s. Oh, okay. oh, I'm sorry. Prey was in 1719. So, yeah. About the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking it was a little bit uh, further back. Caveman times. Who knows? Caveman times. Yeah, wh- did, so, yeah, what did they do before humans were here? Did they just, uh, did, did they hunt like mammoths? I don't know. Or saber-toothed tigers? I mean, honestly, it's it's kind of dumb. The uh, the movie, yeah, it is <laughs> the the advantage that they have over the stuff that they're hunting. It's right, it's, yeah, it's, it's dumb. not a challenge. And so, the first one made a little bit of sense in that Arnold could get away because, like, you know, he's supposedly a commando kind of guy, and he outsmarted him by you know getting in mud and that kind of deal. This one was just straight up stupidity. Um, you know, uh, Murtaugh outsmarted the predator by acting like he was hurt. And then when he got closer, he shot the shit out of him. I mean, that's just, you know, stupid. And how does the predator talk? How is the predator able to make like, speech noises right so at first i thought it was he because he was recording everything yeah so he was recording it but no apparent uh, apparently he's also able to talk back um with his vagina mouth with his which i thought was kind of funny i forgot (laughs) that that, i forgot about that uh that comment um but yeah um i don't know there's no lips How, how do you make the the p sound or whatever yeah, or the M and motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. The F and motherfucker. Other, other ucker. Other ucker. Other ucker. Yeah, or what is it? Tough, tough shit. Is that he also said that? Or want some he? candy? Want some candy? Well, so, did he say that? I thought that was the kid. I thought that was a recording. Kid. No, no, it he, was. It. He said it. Yeah. Yeah. He said it whenever. Uh, yeah. Whenever he was killing Paxton's character. Yeah. 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 Want some candy? Want some candy? Which apparently, apparently, that's what predators do. They uh, they record everything and they try to figure out the best one liner that they possibly can. <laughs> yeah, and that wasn't a very good one. Right before, right before their kill. Now, what I want to yeah. see is the is the predator movie with him in a white van, you know, handing out candy to people that he's wanting to kill. That would be hunting. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Why 
Why is LA always like under siege? Well, this the is the LA of the future. So this was 1997 LA. So, cause this was oh. 10 years after the events of predator. Mm-hmm. And so predator happened in 87. Mm-hmm. So this was 1997 and this was, mm-hmm. I guess their, their worry of increasing crime rates and what was going to happen in 1997. I don't know. It was kind of dumb. Very dumb. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, hell, you go and then you you go into the police station and it's it's like a freaking riot inside the police station. <laughs> I know. I mean, I know. What, the, what the hell? That just, uh, it was it was so 90s. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it really was. Very, very, very bad. But I don't have much good things to say about this. Let me check my notes here real quick. It was, yep. it was a, uh, there were a lot of caricatures of, mm. of characters in this. I mean, the, the, the rival drug cartels were basically caricatures of, of gangs and stuff. Um, yep. Yep. Mexicans versus the Jamaicans. No, it was uh, Colombians. I'm sorry. Colombians versus Jesus the Jamaicans. Christ. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Colum- it was the Mexican cartel is what I was thinking. Right. Now it was the Colombians uh, versus Colombians, the Jamaicans. Who apparently do their own stuff when they're at war. Right. Uh, you know, they get all coked out because well, that's what was, you want to do. Yeah, so you you see this uh, Colombian drug lord's uh, apartment and it's all decked out in like Aztec decorations and shit. And then the Jamaicans are a caricature of, of voodoo. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, there were just some really weird design choices in this movie. Yeah. That were kind of distracting. Very distracting. Almost as distracting, almost as distracting as the um, unnecessary attachments that everybody had on their pistols. God, yes. Oh, my God. Can you imagine how much those fucking weapons would have weighed? I mean, they had these huge fucking scopes and lasers and yeah. all this other shit on there. Yeah, because it looks cool. God. The prop department, they're going, what can we do? What can <laughs> what we What can we do? stick on this gun to make it look dumb? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So so this pistol is too, it's too light, not enough firepower. So let's get the big thing. Oh yeah, but that doesn't look tough enough. Let's put a scope on a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> because you're gonna do some long range shooting with a, sh- a shotgun. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, baby! It's a it's yeah. a sniper shotgun. It That's is. what it is. Yeah, I, I've got one in my closet right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I it pick, makes I, it makes a little more sense than a sniper pistol, I guess, or uh, yeah, yeah, or a little less yeah, sense. I, yeah, I, I I shoot womp rats from ninety yards away with my shotgun. <laughs> yeah, those all because of the scope. Fucking laser mods and those fucking yeah, scopes. Red, and, oh my god! Like one of them, one of them had a flashlight on it, which is fine. I mean that that seems okay. Um, you know, but then you had one that had a red dot laser sc- uh, sight on it, and then other another one that had a scope on it. I mean, what are you gonna you gonna put that up to your to your eye and then start shooting? Right. Yeah. I don't know. And then and then just the way that they they went about trying to like clear rooms was ridiculous. The, the, waving the gun around so badly. <laughs> I mean, it's like 
like he goes up the stairs and he immediately he he turns one direction it's like okay but what about the landing that you just completely forgot about right oh now it's clear well yeah it's clear because we don't want you to get shot right you've got plot armor thanks yes yes i just yeah this was very 90s and it it really shows and yeah. not in the good way it's not good 90s yeah it's tons of explosions it's mm-hmm. lots of gunfire and gunplay and lots of blood you got mm-hmm. your boobs though oh god ants yeah and full crotch. frontal too yeah and some crotch yeah yeah i mean yeah we had unnecessary explosions you know we got a gunfight in the middle of a street with apparently uh everybody and their mom covering it <laughs> um, while bullets fly. Uh, and then just when the hero shows up, then they decide, Hey, you know what? Let's use this grenade launcher. Why didn't they use that at the beginning? The firefight would have been over. Yeah, I know. Right. No, no. Oh, everybody retreat. Now we need to get the belt fed, uh, uh, rifle that we have stashed. Let's get that one loaded. We're going <laughs> to need that. That's yeah, I now I thought it was really funny the the uh, scene in the subway where uh, the gang members tried to hold that one dude up and he pulls out oh, a, right. a, a pistol and, and then, then he's waving it around him. and they take it away from him and then everybody else yeah. on the car well, pulls out their pistol and points it at them. That well, was kind of funny. Yeah, 1997. You've got everybody's got to have a pistol sure. to uh, yeah. protect themselves. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that the, uh, I'm glad that when they hit the e-brake, um, after going through like four cars, um, <laughs> right. that it was able to stop next to a platform. Right. And why were the lights strobing? Dramatic effect. Okay. That makes sense. So you, it doesn't so make sense could, that they would have been strobing on the actual plane. Uh, subway car, you mean? Or, yeah, subway car. I don't know why I said plane. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't. I didn't remember this movie very well uh, originally, but um, you know, I, I did know that the uh, that the feds were going to be kind of sort of the bad guy um, on top of the predator, or the feds were going to get in the way. And the way I knew it is because they showed up in a helicopter. And they all had matching uniforms. Right. <laughs> yeah, when he introduced himself as DEA, I was like, he's not DEA. No. He's got an AOL tie on. Yeah, yeah. But they and they all had khakis and a and a windbreaker shirt. Yeah. Shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I I forgot Adam Baldwin was in this. Adam Baldwin was in this? Yes, you didn't see Adam. He was the dude oh, inside oh, the oh, truck. Ad, yeah, so yeah, when I see when I hear Adam Baldwin, I think one of the Baldwin brothers, and yeah. You, oh, you think of the the other not so great Baldwins? <laughs> They're not so Cause, great Baldwins because the Adam Baldwin is only is the best. Is Jane. the best. Jane is the best. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd forgotten he was in here as well. He got around in the nineties. I didn't realize that he's he played quite a bit of stuff. Yeah, what was he doing in the nineties? So he did Predator Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, Radio Metal Jacket just before that in eighty seven. He was in Full Metal Jacket. 
Apparently, he was Sergeant Animal Mother. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that. I don't remember him in Full Metal Jacket. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I remember him in Wyatt Earp. Um, Independence Day, I remember him there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Patriot, I remember him there. That was 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a lot of, like, little things. That he does. Yeah, he's never really been a main actor. I mean, he was kind of a... Well, he was always a TV guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did a lot of TV, didn't he? He did lots of TV, yeah. Yeah, he's got... Shit, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten titles on his uh, TV credits for the 90s. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Firefly came shortly after the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, not much to talk about in this. It's, it's, it's 90s, it's action, it's, you know, not a lot of plot. Don't go in this for no. um, a deep, uh, thought-provoking plot. Well, no, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of fumbling around. I mean, you couldn't even follow how they were following the, tra- the, the breadcrumbs. Right. I, I mean, that's, it, it was, yeah. Well, the only reason they were able to track the Predator is because the Predator was always around. He was stalking mm-hmm. Danny Glover's character. He was stalking Murtaugh. Why? Why? I guess uh, he liked the cut of Murtaugh's jib. I mean, I'm not going to judge. Yeah, but no, there's no reason for it, you know, but okay. Oh, this guy, he just goes barreling through during a firefight. He's worthy of my uh, attention but I need to murder everybody else first. Right. I'm going to murder everything around him first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I'm going to woo him. Yeah. I mean, how did the, um, how did the feds know that the guy, that the predator was there in the first place? I guess they tracked him somehow. Well, Cause they had set assume. up those, they had set up those antennas all over the city. They said after, yeah, after after the fact, but I mean, after the maybe fact, they yeah. s- detected the ship coming in and landing in L.A. Maybe that was a small ship. Where did all those other fucking predators come from? Their own ships. Where were their fucking ships? Um, well, one was probably in the jungle. <laughs> uh, one one was down in Antarctica. Um, <laughs> You know, a couple of them were picking up dudes to take off world. You know, standard stuff. And apparently they la- they they live for a long time. I just thought about that because that one had one from 1917 or 1719, 1716. Right. 1716, um, yeah. Yeah. You would assume, unless that wasn't like a, a family heirloom, you would assume that that was from his kill. You would and assume, yeah. And apparently when, you know, you get a trophy from a kill, which doesn't make sense that that guy would give one of his trophies to the dude. Why didn't he give, uh, to Murtaugh, why didn't he give one of the predi- the other predators, the one he killed, why didn't they give him one of his trophies? Right. Or like, one of the weapons. Here, you get to keep the Frisbee. Right. Here. It's your Frisbee now. Yeah. Yeah. You earned it. 
You earned it. Well, I mean, he does have himself a nice new salad fork. That's true. Too. Made of elements fork. that haven't been discovered by humans, but it's um, incredibly light. Incredibly light, and we uh, we can magnify it one hundred thousand times, one hundred fifty thousand times, thousand times more than the normal microscope. Yeah, yeah, and it's instantaneous. You know, you put it in this shaky, uh, you put it in this shaky uh, kiln, and uh, boom, boom, got, it's done. Yeah, it's done. But it's super no light. focusing. Yep, no focusing necessary. Yep. But it's super light and made of elements that we haven't we haven't discovered, and we've well, discovered that's how it's light, <laughs> right? And we've discovered elements from one to a hundred and something. Mm-hmm. And elements get heavier the higher the number. So, well, elements that we know of, we haven't discovered these elements. They're they're space elements. They're ele- <laughs> they're they're alien elements, but. That's not how physics works. But you don't know that. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's like that element is like element number like 5.6. 5.6. Yeah. So there's elements in between elements. Right. Well, yeah, because we haven't discovered them yet. (laughs) So, so partial elements, fractional elements. No, no, no. They're whole elements. Whole they're elements, just, but yeah, they've got just, fractional electron counts. Well, we gotta, we gotta. Well, we gotta shoot whole horn them in there somewhere, right? So we just, we're just naming it five point six. <laughs> okay, if you say so. Oh, I do. Okay. Okay. All right. Final thoughts. Mm, I hope our next one's better. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. If you'd pick better movies, well, I honestly we had just talked about this, so I I think you just decided, hey, let's do it. Look, as like a funny gag or something, and guess what? It wasn't funny. This, I swear to God, was picked randomly. Mm-hmm. Sure. Shut up! You got a haiku for us this week? I do. Um. And uh, I just, I had to chuckle with your pod crawl How because, so? of this hi- because of this uh, haiku. Um, this one is titled Missing Partner. Riggs is on vacation. <laughs> Predator infestation. Too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you see how many different lethal weapon characters were in this movie? Oh, gosh. It's ridiculous. So we have, uh, we have Danny Glover who played uh-huh, Murtaugh. Uh-huh. We have yeah. Gary Busey, who was in the original Lethal Weapon as, as yeah. uh, the the heavies, like, right-hand man. Uh-huh. And then we have the uh, uh, the lieutenant from uh, the Lethal Weapon series, or Captain. He eventually, I guess, moved up to Captain, but Captain What's-His-Face. And uh-huh. he played the the SWAT sergeant at the very beginning of this movie. Right, 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 yeah. the uh, You can't go in there, but then yeah. it's like, okay, well, let's back him up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, they're just like, "Hey guys, um, let's go do this movie now." Yeah, we did Lethal, lethal Weapons one and two. Uh, we've got a break before the next one. Let's do this one instead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's in? Not me. Not me. All right. Well, guess what, Danny? You're gonna headline this bad boy. 
All right, you got a you got any awards this week? I'm supposed to. You're supposed to. I'm supposed to have awards. You, you know? are. Do you have any? I do. All right. Who's got your uh, black lung? Uh, I gave it to King Willie's uh, drivers. King Willie's drivers. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I gave it to King Willie's goons uh, towards the beginning, whenever they were at the uh, Colombian drug cartels uh, or drug lord's house. Mm, okay, uh, yeah. yeah, they were they were smoking it up S- in there too. Smoking the fat blunts. Yep, those are huge blunts. Yeah, yeah. All right, who's got your head lush? Um, so there really wasn't any drinking that yes, there I was. Saw. There was. Oh yeah. Where was the drinking? I'll let you know whenever I give you mine. <laughs> well, I'm not doing your homework for you. Well, uh, th- hey, look. Sometimes I need to copy. So, so they were well, in a, they were in a bar at one point when, um, you know, Bill Paxton's character. Yeah, but I didn't see. Did they grab a drink? They were both drinking. In fact, Bill Paxton downed his before he went <sighs> to go hit on his sister. Yeah, look, I. Blacked out at that point. Headlush is going to Doc Cottle. No, Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson. Yeah. Starbuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So mine is going to go to uh, Lambert, Bill Paxton's character, for downing the drink before going to hit on his sister. Perfect. All right. Uh, player. I'm giving it to the drug dude that was getting it on in the penthouse. Okay. Uh, mine's going to Bill Paxton's, Bill Paxton's character Lambert for hitting on his sister at a bar. Okay. Uh, Purple Hippo. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm going to give it to the nineties in general, (laughs) um, for wanting to put attachments on everything. So the nineties uh, for gun gun attachments, yeah. Gun attachments. No, uh purple hippo. You know, I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to Busey and his his goons for thinking um uh spraying the place down with semen was the right way to do it. Well, if you want something to glow under a black mm-hmm. light, how else are you gonna do that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, your, your bedroom glows like a, like daytime under a black light. So I'm in my, I'm well, shoot. I'm in here right now with the lights off and I can see just fine. Yeah. Sure you can. Radioactive (laughs) semen. I'm sure you can. Yeah. Uh, So mine is going to go to uh, Murtaugh uh, for basically having an alien stalker and having to fight him off. Uh, so much that, you know, the stalker kills everybody around you and yeah. you eventually have to kill the stalker to, uh, to get them off your, off your junk. Yeah. Look, no means no people. That's right. But he really wanted it. Oh my God. He asked for it. Oh my God. All right. Well, are you ready for the next movie that we're going to do? Maybe. Maybe. What's an, yeah. What's the next one? All right, so um, we discussed this before. Did we? We did. So I, I, Picard wait, did is coming up in a couple of weeks. We um, Not next episode, but the episode after that, we will start our uh-huh. Picard Season 3 coverage. Okay. Um, but before we're going to do that... Stop. 
Oh, were you not doing random? <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, crap. Before we do that, we are going to discuss the movie where a former cop turned street hustler accidentally uncovers a conspiracy in Los Angeles in 1999. What the hell is wrong with us in 99? That's right. 90s. It is the follow-up to Predator 2. It is Predator 3. No, no, sorry. It's not uh. Predator 3. <laughs> No, it's 1995's Strange Days. Strange Days? Yeah, starring Ralph Fiennes, uh, Angela Bassett, and Juliette Lewis. All right, all right. I've never seen this. Oh, I have. Several times. It's a good movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, if I disagree with you, and this ends up being a shit show, uh, it's your fault because you picked it. It is. I picked is. this movie, but it's not a shit show. I've seen it several times. Look, I mean, we could have, we could have watched um, anything else, but no, you picked this. What? What were you wanting? I don't know. I wanted to see it go random, and then we'd get something stupid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know why we would have gotten something stupid? Because you're stupid. You're a dumb, dumb head. No, because you put a bunch of stupid shit on the list. Look, there is nothing stupid about um, Nazis from space. <laughs> that is one of Red's favorite movies, yeah. It is. Yeah, I am waiting for that damn thing to come up because <laughs> I haven't seen it and I don't want to see it until it comes up because I want to I take it with fresh virgin eyes. <laughs> you know who wrote this movie, Strange Days? Uh, Red? No. Uh, James Cameron. Yes. Seriously? Seriously. <laughs> I just oh, noticed that. Um, well, this one didn't make two billion. No, no, it didn't make two billion. I didn't. I don't think it did too bad, though. Well, we'll find out next time. We will find out next time. That's all we've yeah, got no, for this week. Our no intro and outro ahead. music is Welcome Home by Cambos. Podcrawl music is Snack by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord. Or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, become a Patreon supporter by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon. And make sure to visit Gunna Geek for more great shows at gunnageek.com. For this week, I'm Jason. The 90s brought us great lines such as, They are bleeding out, man. We need to go now. They're gonna die. <laughs> we'll talk to you next episode. Yeah.